When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark is brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Windstar World Casino and Resort. It's always a good time. Rico Technology, empowering Texas athletics to focus on forward. Rico, imagine change. The University Co-op, get ready for game day and support student success at UT Austin by shopping at the Co-op. Texas Lottery, Longhorn fans play Texas Lottery today. The Texas Lottery proudly supports Texas education and veterans. Now, here's the voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of World War Weekly with Coach Sark coming your way from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin and presented by the Texas Lottery. It's a 4-1 Longhorn team, 2-0 in Big 12 Conference play, coming off the win in Fort Worth over the TCU Horn Frogs and getting ready for this year's AT&T Red River Showdown matchup with the Oklahoma Sooners. First things first, there's always a good feeling coming off the win. You feel like 
you're now seeing some gathering momentum from your guys with three consecutive victories. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I always say, you know, uh, you know, losing is contagious, but but so is winning. And I, I think we the winning attitude, that mentality, um, the approach to the ball game, uh, the mentality within the game, even when adversity strikes. Uh, I think we're taking on a real winner's mentality, and I think that has been contagious now over three weeks. Um, and I think you know we're, we're benefiting from it, even when some of the adversity strikes within game. Well, it had adversity right out of the gate uh, with the with the uh, kickoff return for the, and you said it was impressive to you that your guys didn't flinch right at the start. No, we we really didn't. You know what was unfortunate was I think it was the second play of the game. We give up the touchdown run, and we missed two tackles. Uh, really right at the point of attack with two of our better players, with Anthony Cook and, um, and Luke Brockemeyer. And at that point, it was like, okay, maybe we're a little, we're a little excited for the moment. Um, that we give up the kick return, and our special teams had been great all year. Two of our better players, two of our better tacklers missed the tackle. We need to just kind of settle down, all right, weather this storm, and then, and then get back to work. And I thought that our team did a nice job of doing that. Well, um, it was certainly a great deal discussed. Uh, B. John Robinson, the game he gave you and, uh, you know, the, the 35 carries. I, I thought you made it pretty plain and clear going all the way back into March and, and even at Big 12 Media Day when you talked about uh, that when people were asking about ideal number of carries for more touches uh, out of the backfield and you said in the neighborhood of 20 or something like that. But I remember distinctly you saying there's going to be games where we're going to have to lean on him more. Without a doubt. And, um you know, I, I'm glad I did say that so that everyone didn't think I was, you know, just doing it, you know, on the spur of the moment. Hey, he's a, he's a special player. He's a special talent. He's a special person. And um, there's going to be days when maybe not all of your team is clicking the way you want. Um, but when you've got a guy or a couple guys that you can lean on um, to get yourself out of there with a win, that's what was needed Saturday. And, uh, you know, we got the ball there with the last drive of the game with, uh, I don't know, four and a half or so minutes to go. Um, we knew we were going to run it. They knew we were going to run it. And at that point it was let's hand it, make sure we're handing it to our best guy uh, to give us a chance to go win this thing. And, and obviously we were able to do it. I think it was five consecutive runs there to close it out uh, to ultimately, you know, get on the bus back to Austin with a win. You know, uh, the other thing that uh, I thought was interesting is, the third down and six run, a lot of folks pointed to because it enabled you to run out the clock. But I asked you in the post game, it's not often you'll see the head coach, the play caller, tell his quarterback or the, the play call comes in to hand it to your running back on third down and nine. And to do that and for him to get the nine, he needed nine, he got about nine and a half, ten, whatever, to do the job there, I think also says an awful lot about Bichon and about the development and the push that you got from your offensive line. No, no question. Um, you know, and they're – we weren't great early on up front, and it, it took a moment, I think, for us to kind of to kind of get into the groove of the game. And then obviously we lost uh, Denzel Okafor, and we moved Kerstetter to guard, and then Carrick had to go in at right tackle. A little bit of a transition there, but I thought as the game went on, we started to block them better and better and better in the run game up front. And, um, you know, quite frankly, I'd almost made up my mind if we got close enough on the third down run, we were going to go for it on fourth down. So I didn't feel as bad, and, and I think Casey kind of realized kind of what we might be doing right there. And then Bijan just, well, I'm just going to go get the whole thing for you so we don't have to worry about uh, going for it on fourth down. Taking care of it there. We, we've talked at length 
about Derek Kerstetter. He's one of my favorite guys to, to discuss and his journey and everything that he's been through. And we talked with him afterwards on the game, and I asked him, I said, is it about as, 180 is too strong a term, but a, a, a difference in polarity change along the offensive front going from right tackle to left guard. And he said, yeah, they're, they're, but he said, there's basic tenets in all of it. And, of course, he's played all five positions, had played all five positions. So out of all of your guys, that's the one guy I'm sure you felt you could plug him wherever you needed to have him play and have him produce. Oh, without a doubt. You know, Derek has got a wealth of experience. He's such a mature guy, great leader, smart, uh, tough. And so I don't think he even blinked. I mean, it was almost like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go play left guard now. I mean, then I'm going to do that really good too. So um, it worked out really well for us. It, again, it gave us a chance to get Carrick in. You know, we're going to miss Denzel uh, immensely, but, um, you know, we're fortunate to have a guy like Derek with the experience and versatility that he provides uh, for that unit up front. Yeah, it, for folks who don't understand it, what's the biggest difference, say, between if you're playing right tackle and you're playing left guard? The, the the things, the nuances of that spot that you've got to know. Well, I think one, when you're when you're playing right tackle, you're 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 on an edge, right? You're almost like on the cliff, if it, if you if you can give me that one. And the space, right? There's a lot more space. There's moving parts. You're blocking smaller people at times. You're blocking faster people at times. But things sometimes you have a little more time to allow them to develop before they get to you. When you move to left guard. It's right here right now, baby. I mean, it's it's right in your face. I mean, you got bigger people. They're moving. There's linebackers blitzing A-gaps. There's things happening. So you got to trigger quicker, and things happen quicker. Um, and you have to be more stout because you're blocking bigger humans. So does that also take into account a redshirt freshman, talented one in Andre Carrick, but a guy who's still in the learning process and getting some on-the-job training, some learning as well that it works for him out at right tackle. I mean, more a natural position for him anyway, but to be able to go out to right tackle and still be able to hold his own. I think so. I think it's helpful, and I think it's helpful to have an experienced guy like Junior next to him um, who can communicate with him really well, maybe calm some of the nerves if there's some, some issues that are happening. So, um, you know, there's there's value in that when a young player goes in having a veteran next to him. But Andre's a talented young guy. Um, you know, the, the key for him, like a lot of young players, is – continuing to mature right your maturity level in your preparation your maturity level in the drill work your maturity level uh in your approach to your play and respecting your opponent all of that a lot of young players that's part of the process and and he's in the middle of it but hey we're fired up to have him uh to go for us this weekend when it comes to position groups is the cohesion that's needed more so with your offensive line than perhaps any other position group on a football team i mean it, it yeah, I mean, I, I would say that is one, and probably, you know, your your secondary maybe is two, just because of the amount of communication that has to happen with those two groups. I mean, when you think about everything we do, the communication has to happen and starts with those guys up front, because when one guy's wrong, the play looks terrible, right? And everyone goes, why did he call that? You know, that was a terrible <laughs> play call. Well, maybe we didn't block it or do something the right way. Same thing in the secondary. When, when, when you communicate really well in the secor- secondary, it's very smooth, it's very clean. When somebody miscommunicates and you give up a 70-yard touchdown, that's a bad call again, right? Or why'd they blow that coverage? So those two positions are probably outside of the quarterback, two of the most scrutinized positions, but also the cohesiveness and the communication that's needed at those two groups is critical. It's like one of the worst sights for a coach to see is to see a corner and a safety look at each other go, 
I thought that, you were that guy. I've seen it, and the worst is when they both blitz off the same time. You're like, who's covering the guy running down the sidelines? So, again, that's usually when the communication fails. Uh, let's talk about your wide receivers. I know you said uh, between Casey and between them, they didn't have quite the game. You're, you're still, I, I know, hunting the deep ball. You're wanting yeah. your guys to get into that rhythm to be able to get the deep ball going. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge factor for us. Um, you know, we took a shot the first play of the game, and it was a fingertip off of uh, Josh Moore's hand. Took another shot to Xavier Worthy in the end zone right off of his fingertips. Um, you know, we, we took a shot to Xavier Worthy on third down that, that gets intercepted. Some might argue it might have been a hold, but, hey, that that's, wasn't for us. Um, and then we hit the one to, to Jordan Whittington for a big play. So ultimately, you know, we're, we're every time we throw it doesn't mean those were the only times we called it, right? We call quite a few of these throughout a game. Um, we need to keep safeties honest uh, so that they don't get too nosy to come and stop the run. And if they do, uh, we have to take our shots to try to make them pay. And so that aspect of it's not really going to go away. Um, you know, I was reading a quote from, from Jerry West the other day about, you know, he's a 50, 50% lifetime shooter. And, uh, you know, one game he was 0 for 10 in the first half, and somebody asked him, what do you think? He said, look out. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if they'd had the three-point shot when he was playing right, back then, the right. pure shooter that he was? Okay, so here's the offensive yin to the yang question. When someone asks you what's an ideal number of touches for Bijan or for your running game, the, the passing game uh, side of that would be, is there an ideal number of deep shots you like to take in a game? Well, you know, again, I think it varies by, you know, the game, right? Yeah. Every game takes on a life of its own. You know, I worked for Al Davis. Um, it was 2004. I was, I was a quarterback coach for the Oakland Raiders. I was 29. And, um, you know, I always like to – when I get around people like an Al Davis uh, or a Nick Saban or a Pete Carroll or those types of people, I like to try – I had a chance to have uh, breakfast with Bill Walsh before he had passed. Um, and I like to pick their brain. And, and he, Al Davis, you know, always said you should take two shots every quarter, which would be eight a game. That doesn't mean you throw eight of them, but you should at least call – to a quarter that stresses the defense vertically. And that was the whole Raider kind of motto back in the day, right? The whole speed factor and, and all that. So I, I've never really lost sight of that. Um, it probably adds up to something like that. Um, but, you know, you, if you don't throw it, people may not notice that it was a potential shot play. And, you know, the coverage may dictate that you don't throw it. And, and Al Davis was one of the rare exceptions where Roman folks say, well, what's an owner doing saying those kinds of things? He's an owner. What does he know? This was guy was an AFL coach of the year in 1963, right. coach of the Red. So he's he's worked at about every he worked at about every level of football during his lifetime. Well, yeah, oh, for sure. And what was interesting, you know, I had talked to him potentially about being the head coach there, and the first part of the discussion, he was showing me the old pictures of when he was uh, an assistant coach at USC. <laughs> and at that time, I was at USC, and it was a lot of reminiscing. So he was a terrific football mind. Uh, especially early on in his career of, of the things that he was doing. All right, we've got a lot of things to get to here uh, on the program tonight. Hey, also want to remind you that Longhorn fans, luck happens with the Texas Lottery. Congratulations to Jordan Shelton, who won Longhorn prizes and Texas Lottery scratch tickets. Luck could happen to you too. Play Texas Lottery today. This is Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark here for Pluckers. The West Campus location in Austin, presented by the Texas Lottery. We'll continue here on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. 
Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree, and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now, it's just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ed Council. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and experiences connect through conversation, and it feels good. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together. Start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. here on Longhorn Weekly from Pluckers from West Campus location here in Austin and presented by the Texas Lottery. We're talking a little bit about the secondary uh, and uh, we'll hear a highlight uh, of Anthony Cook's big play a little later on, but I want to ask you about your linebackers. You mentioned Luke Brockermeyer uh, it, it being involved in an early missed tackle by Zach Evans, but of course he came back and thought he played well after that and DeMarvian Overshine was all over the field. Yeah, they both were. Um, you know, that, that, was the, that was the cool thing that I was saying. It was I think Anthony Cook had a tremendous game as well Saturday. But but that was the idea of that we could overcome. It, we had a couple miscues early in the game, but both Luke and Anthony ended up coming back having really good games and Demo was fantastic again. Um, I wish he and Luke weren't weren't fighting over the interception right there. <laughs> that that'd have been nice to get another turnover, but uh, they were both in good position to make a play on the ball. I, I know this is gonna <laughs> shock you. They had different viewpoints and perspectives on how that went down. Uh, that you know, uh, uh, Demo said that, oh no no no, I, I, I had it, and he kind of took it away from him. Luke said, no, I think it was in my hands first. What what did what did the tape show you? Uh, you know, it was borderline simultaneous. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I almost felt like somebody tried to tell him I got it, and the other side, one other one said, no no mine. <laughs> like in the middle. I mean, imagine that happening, but. <laughs> Uh, it's hard to fault those guys. You know, you get in the heat of the moment, you're getting twisted and turned, and there's this football that's shaped a, in a in a weird way, and you're just trying to hold on to it. But uh, both played well, uh, both tackled well. Uh, that Demo had a couple really nice tackles in the open field that could have mm-hmm. could have been big plays, and he was able to get the runner on the ground. Uh, it, with regard to your secondary, I, I know you're glad to get Josh Thompson back. Uh, that's it. Were you also pleased with what you saw from Darian Dunn? I thought it was great for Darian Dunn. Um, he had been playing 
better and better and better, kind of week after week after week. And uh, we were already kind of in the mindset of we were going to rotate him in more than we had. And then obviously we had, uh, you know, didn't have Josh last week, so he stepped up as a starter. So I think for us it puts us in a position we feel really comfortable uh, with that three-man rotation. And, 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 you know, if Darian goes in, it's not there's not this drop-off. This guy, is a, he's played a lot of football. You know, he's a grad transfer. He was a great player at McNeese. He's come here. He's kind of made that transition. So for us, we've got three really experienced corners in Darian, Josh, and then obviously uh, Deshaun Jameson. If, if you remove freshmen from the equation, if you remove uh, the true freshmen, even retro freshmen, and you talk about newcomers, when you evaluate, say, a JUCO transfer or a grad transfer, who has the more difficult time adjusting to the, the speed of the game, the weight, your system, the, or any college football system, as you've seen over the years, who has the more challenging uh, experience? Oh, I think the JUCO for sure. Uh, and I was a JUCO player myself, yep. and I started coaching at the junior college level. Um, I, I just think it's the regiment, right? When, when you get to the University of Texas or, or any other, you know, Power 5 type school, it's, it's the regiment from the wake up in the morning to the workouts to checking in, eating every meal, to the study table, to the meetings, to the practice um, to whatever the discipline is of your program, um, and that's not to knock junior college, but no, they, just it's don't, just hard they, to do yeah, they just don't have the resources right. to do all of that, to implement all of that. Uh, so I think that transition is is quite a bit. Not to mention from an education standpoint, you know, you, you get on our campus and you're going to school here to earn this degree. Uh, this is this, these are real classes you're sitting in. So I think that transition, uh, as opposed to a guy who's already graduated from college, been at the Division One level or one AA level, however you want to look at it. Then comes here, I think is a little more easier acclimated to what we have going on. Would, would you say also that uh, at the JUCO level, the guys are just, well, they're first of all, they're used to a different brand of football as well. The hitting's different, the, the schemes are different and things like that. And that also kind of widens the gap on, in trying to fast track the adjustment to the, to the D1 game. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, the, you don't get, um, you know, every week the guy you're going against is probably as good as you or better, right? Uh, in junior college, that may happen, you know, maybe one to three or four times a year, maybe. Um, but every day in practice, the guy you're going against here is as good or better than you. And the guy behind you might be as good or better than you. And so it's that kind of that mental preparation to to put yourself in that position day in and day out, and that become your routine, uh, as opposed to most of the junior college guys you get. They're arguably the top one, two, or three best players on their team or in their conference. So, um, you know, much different perspective for them on how the daily grind goes, how the weeks go, the months, and then the entire year. Did you find yourself in your assistant days, and even as a head coach, uh, being a little bit of a father confessor to the JUCO kid because you went down that road and kind of, kind of understand what they're going through? Yeah, I, I do. I still do um, because I do think it is different. Um, I, I think that um, it's just, you know, it's not what it was. It's not what you think it is, and where you're at isn't good enough. You have to take your game to another level. You have to take your maturity to another level because you're now on another level. And so what you were at junior college isn't good enough. It was good enough to get you here, but it's not going to be good enough to continue to play. You've got to put in the work on and off the field to, to become the player that, that I know they all want to be. I, I imagine you have similar conversations with guys who were – all-state, four-star, five-star, whatever recruits that come in 
And it's some sticker shock, isn't it, about what all of a sudden they're having to adjust to in terms of what's expected of them, what they have to expect of themselves, and maybe not understanding how to take their game to the next level. Well, I think I think there's a couple things that are difficult about that. You know, the majority of the guys that you sign, they're the big man on campus, right? They're, uh, they are the player of the year. They're all these things. And um, whether we like it or not, I think subconsciously people, their teammates, their peers, whatever, treat them a little differently. Well, when you get here, you're, you're right. You just get in line with the rest of everybody else, and then you earn what you get. Um, so we talk about the discipline aspect of it, but from an athletic standpoint, um, sometimes we like to let it play out. We like them to realize, and, and it doesn't take very long, like, well, that guy's as fast as me, or that guy's as strong as me, or, you know, that guy knows the playbook better than me, you know? And so the sooner they can, they can recognize it and realize it, and sometimes we have to help them along that road to do it, the much better experience they're going to have of, like, enjoying the work and enjoying the process of getting better um, because the guys that struggle think who they were in high school was good enough and they can't get that out of their head. You know, it's like they they come to work and they, they come and work out and they train and they practice and then they go home and they turn on their high school highlights to try to remember what they were. Those days are over. Here we are now. How are we getting better now? And I think the sooner they can get there, the better off they are. Do you find yourself or your, your, or your coaching staff their their position coaches tell them put the high school tape away look only at, at, at what, where you are what you've got to get to and the opponents and things and don't worry about the high school stuff because you're going to be better than that guy There's, but you've got to get better than that's that exactly guy. right you got to let it go and you got to keep moving forward look at these guys right here we got a couple of them here look at these you do have look party group here. <laughs> <laughs> um, i'll tell you what we'll take a break and then we'll uh we'll get you to do uh uh, a little recognition for these guys coming up. We'll continue here with Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark here from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, and we'll continue in a moment. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. I'm Tiffany DeSico, CEO of Dermlogic. Dermlogic has been providing facility and home disinfection for the last eight years. We use hospital-grade disinfectants and the latest in electrostatic technology, along with an antimicrobial solution that will protect surfaces from future bacteria for up to 90 days. Now, more than ever, it is important that we maintain a clean, safe work and home environment. Dermlogic is working daily to combat the threat of COVID-19. Call today, 512-288-1007. Everyone knows that Pluckers is not only the best place for chicken wings in Austin, but also the best place to watch football. When USA Today names you one of the top 10 wing restaurants in America, you tend to be very busy. Our friends at Pluckers understand, especially with COVID, that no one wants to wait in line to get a table. So download the Pluckers Club app and virtually save your place in line. Prefer to eat Pluckers at home? Pluckers offers online ordering for pickup and delivery through DoorDash. Visit Pluckers.com for details at Pluckers. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. 
the Longhorns know the game of football is about strength, speed, and efficiency. So to be able to make the right moves on the field, Texas Athletics uses RICO off the field. RICO connects technology, processes, and people so the Longhorns can focus on forward. RICO is a proud sponsor and business technology provider of University of Texas Athletics. RICO, imagine change. He said Casey Thompson will now shift Dijon Robinson back into the backfield, back in the pistol directly behind Thompson. Also shifting in motion, the tight end. Jared Wiley, first down. Robinson shook off two tackles, turns it outside. Say goodnight to this one. Bijan Robinson takes it in. A 27-yard touchdown run. Back here on Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from Buckers, the West Campus location. We'll get back to Bijan in a moment. But you just recognize that there's, there's four guys who came over from here. You, uh, it, you can kind of introduce them and point them out there to the crowd. Here. Yeah, these are these are a couple of our uh, big old defensive linemen here. We got Tavondre Sweat. Uh, we got we got Alfred Collins here. Byron Murphy and Myron Warren over here. So. I don't know how many wings these guys are about to eat tonight. This is, this is I, I don't know what's about to happen here. Here's my question, T-Sweat. It, but my question is, it, who's the funnier guy, you or Snacks? You or Keanu? It's you? Okay. Because, you know, because I've always told it's a comedy duo, that one cannot exist without the other. Is that, is that how that works? Uh, they're a duo. Okay. All right. Uh, two of the funniest guys that sit around. They, they, they keep a locker room loose, don't they? I think the defensive line room in general keeps the locker room loose. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, they, they kind of hide in the, in the you know, they're, they're the biggest guys on the team, but yet they're, they, uh, they got jokes, as they say. They got jokes. They're funny guys. Well, and you brought them up. So in addition to the guys that we talked about and Keandre, and, of course, Jacoby had a big game last week. We're seeing uh, Baron Sorrell uh, step up for you. Vernon Broughton is, is continuing to develop. You mentioned Byron. I mean, these are guys that, Alfred, you're mentioning guys that are really on the development and on the rise. No, the, the cool thing about this room, I really feel like all of them continue to get better. And they're, they're kind of a microcosm of the team as we talked about earlier where i'm seeing this incremental growth on our football team and guys getting better and better and better this room is exactly that right and and you look at whether you're the frontline starter or the true freshman or the developmental player i can speak on behalf of all four of the guys that are here tonight every one of them has improved their game they've improved from a technical standpoint they've improved from an understanding of the defense uh, and they've improved from an effort. I mean, their energy, their effort, the way they're playing. Um, and that's that's a great sign that we're continuing to coach. Nobody's just settled in, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm, I'm good enough. Everybody's working and striving to improve their game. And, and these guys are an example of the larger group even getting some of the younger guys who are still trying to figure it out and helping shorten the learning curve for them, isn't it? With no question. And, that, and that's the beauty of it. You know, whether... You know, and I think part of it is, you know, even with us, you know, with our scout team players, we don't stop coaching them. That, that's not how it works with us. And, and you've heard me say this a lot. We are a developmental program. And I think that's what, the way we go through training camp with our two-spot drills. Um, that's how we, we train now. I mean, our scout team players still go to their position meetings. They still learn. They're still, you know, getting taught. They still do individual with their coach. Now, when we go to scout team, we coach them hard, too. 
because that's their chance to really go against the best players and, and then learn how to fight and scratch and claw and, and battle and compete. So uh, I think through it all, that the development of the team, but, but this group you know, in particular, you're seeing growth. I mean, a couple of these guys sitting here, three of them, they're playing the best football they've played since I've been here last weekend, and that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really cool thing. Uh, one other thing I wanted to go back to with the, the Bichon touchdown run there. Um, you were talking about how when everybody in the stadium knows that he's going to get the ball, teams on both sides, we'll go to the, to the uh, fourth down play at the goal line. I think everybody knows. At that point, it's not bothering you whether everybody knows because everybody knows what they're going to know anyway. It's just can we execute it? And you're sending a message to your group, aren't you? Without a doubt. And, you know, I learned this a long time ago. It's easy to run the ball when people don't know you're going to run the ball. Um, the really good running football teams can run the football when everybody knows you're going to run the ball and the opponent knows you're going to run the ball. And um, I think we're getting there. You know, I really do. I, I know we didn't make it in the, in, on the fourth and one on the goal line, but we sure as heck were able to close the game out, the, you know, that last drive of the game when everybody watching on TV in the stadium on both sidelines knew we were going to run the football, and uh, we were able to do it effectively. All right. So we have much more coming here from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. It's Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark, presented by the Texas Lottery. We'll continue on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom, come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. This is Longhorn Weekly. We've got more coming up after we pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Texas Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. 
Hey, Coach, what are some of the things you're excited to see play out in the 2021 season? We thank the team at Academy Sports and Outdoors for their question. I realize that's a bit of a broad-based question, but uh, with regard to your team and college football overall, what are some of the things you're excited to see play out? Well, I think for us is continuing to play good football and to continue to improve. I think that's that's first and foremost. And, you know, ideally, um, as we're into late November, uh, we're in the midst of a Big 12 championship hunt um, with an opportunity to go play in that game. Uh, I think we'd all love to, to get back to Dallas and, and be a part of that ball game. And you got one game to go to go win a conference championship. So, you know, big picture thinking that's where my focus is. Um, I'm not too concerned about anybody else, quite frankly. I, I'm more concerned about what we're doing. So. Yeah, yeah, and and really in terms of the whole of the season, it's it's just good to see full stadiums back yeah. and see fans back at the game and see it have a lot more normal look to it, right? I love it, and I'll tell you what, I love the energy in the stadium. Obviously, I love going to DKR and and being there and the the crowd. I think our crowd has been amazing all year. The students have been fantastic. Um, but even a little bit going on the road, you know, the, even when you go on the road and you're going to a hostile environment, that, that energy, the vibe in the stadium, um, that's your competitive juices like that kind of stuff. So I, I love that that part of it. Um, but I, you know me well enough now. That I love all of that about college football. I, th- I eat that kind of stuff up. Um, I love riding in on the bus, coming to the game and seeing everybody out tailgating. Even we got 11 a.m. kicks. I keep looking at my watch. That's an early start. But, hey, they're going to be revved up for the game. So I love all of that about college football. Um, and the fans are no different. So to me, yeah, it, I, I've already kind of embraced that side of it. And, you know, whether it's the bowl games and all those things that are going to come down the road. But, um, you know, we, we've got, got, a, got a, a spotlight on this Big 12 championship game. I, I'm sure you've already been told this many times. You're going to love this bus ride into uh, the, into Fair Park. You know, it's 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 uh, it's something special. I, I can tell you that. That thanks to uh, Academy Sports and Outdoors, the team. Remember, fans, Academy Sports and Outdoors is the official sporting goods and outdoor retailer of the Big 12 Conference. I, I want to get to a couple of questions here. Um, here's a question. It says, people often cheer for you when you enter a room i mean we hear gene i think gene would would cheer wildly for you in a public library but but it, it, the point is uh how do you stay grounded and and stay focused on what you have to do and and not let it inflate you a bit you know i honestly sometimes the the cheers are almost a little embarrassing <laughs> you know because I don't, when I walk into a room, I don't think I'm the head football coach at the University of Texas. You know, I just think, hey, I'm, I'm Steve, you know, it's great to meet you. And I just try to remain as humble as I can be and, and be as hardworking as I can be and serve as best as I can serve um, um, and appreciative of the opportunities that I have. And so I, I, I just really try not to lose sight of that. Um, but in the end, you know, it's like anything. Obviously, it's, it's flattering that people like you. Um, but the reason I don't get too high about it is because I've been booed before, too, when I've walked <laughs> in a room. And uh, that, that, can, that doesn't feel very good. So you, you just kind of, you know, don't get too high, don't get too low kind of mantra. I think the first coach I ever heard use that mantra to talk about not getting too high too low was Tom Landry, or the, the Cowboys coach. And he talked about that. He said, you just never, you just want to kind of ride in between. And it kind of helps keep you focused on the moment in the task at hand doesn't it yeah i think so i think it keeps you balanced uh, i think that it um especially for me as a head coach and a play caller um i try not to make emotional decisions 
And I think when, when you get too high or you get too low, all of a sudden now you start making emotional play calls. You start making emotional in-game decisions. Um, and I try to try to make my calls as rational as I can make them. And the only way I can do it is by staying balanced. And in a weird way, it's kind of like life, right? When we get too emotional, we, we probably make emotional decisions that don't turn out very good. They can, but a lot of times they don't. And when we're, when we're pretty well kind of two feet on the ground, pretty balanced, you know, we make better decisions in life. And that's kind of how a game goes. And, um, you know, whether or not they work or not, that, that, that's not really the point. It's just, was it a rational decision? Was, it, was I calm in, in my approach to why I did it? Not because this just happened, so I'm going to go do this. And that, I think that's when you get in trouble. Maybe the, tell me if this is a, a precursor to something else I've heard you say going into the games. When you say, we want to play with emotion, but we don't want to play emotional. Right. And so if you're emotionally play-calling games, if you're being emotional, that affects that can affect whether your team plays with emotion or plays emotional, doesn't it? Oh, without a doubt. And I think the players feel it. Um, you know, I, I've said this all, you know, quite some time now. I, I ultimately think teams take on the personality of the head coach, whatever that ho- head coach's personality is. And we've seen emotional head coaches. I mean, you've seen them for many, for many mm-hmm. decades. I, I've seen them too. And ultimately their teams play an emotional brand of football. There's you know, late hits after whistles, there's fighting, there's, you know, there's all this kind of stuff that goes on. And we've also seen the coaches that seem pretty level-headed. Not that they're not fiery, but pretty level-headed. Their teams tend to play pretty level-headed and pretty focused in in what their approach is. And this week's really going to be no different, right? There's going to be a lot of emotion in this game. And, um, you know, I I challenged our team on – you know, we, we need that emotion. Don't get me wrong. Football is, an, it is a game full of emotion, but, but not getting emotional because I think when you're emotional, that starts to sap your energy, your mental energy. It starts to take away from it uh, that ultimately you're going to need in the fourth quarter of tight games. And so we need to be at our best in the fourth quarter mentally as well as physically. Um, and so, yeah, we want to feel that emotion. Let's not get emotional. Let's, let's stay the course and focused on the task at hand. And then let's get emotional after the game, right, when, when, when we can enjoy it. All right. We have plenty more coming up here from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, when Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark, presented by the Texas Lottery, continues in a moment. Let's face it, 2021 has been a rough year, but guess what? Football's back, and when I think of football, I think of Pluckers. Not only are the dining rooms of Pluckers' seven Austin area locations open, but Pluckers has some of the best takeout in the game. You can also order Pluckers on DoorDash so you never have to miss a minute of the game or get off of your couch. Visit Pluckers.com and place your online order for pickup or place a delivery through DoorDash. At Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance wants you to hook them all season long and is giving away tickets to every Longhorns football home game this season. And one lucky fan will win a grand prize trip for two to the Longhorns bowl game, including airfare, hotel, game tickets, and more. 
Register free at texasports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau for your chance to win a pair of tickets to an upcoming home game and be entered to win the grand prize. That's texasports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. Good luck from Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. As a jackpot hunter, I know that scratching sound could lead us to a jackpot. Today I'm following the jackpot scratch tickets from the Texas Lottery. They have top prizes from $5,000 up to $1 million that you could win in an instant just by scratching. And you don't need to hunt for yours. Just visit your nearest retailer today. Well, that's a lot easier. For detailed game odds and information, visit TexasLottery.com or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket. Play responsibly. Duggan out of the pistol, the snap, turns, and off play action, looks to throw, hit, ball loose, it's on the turf, Anthony Cook hit him, knocked the ball loose, and then picked it up, oh, Anthony Cook, and it goes back over to Texas on the turnover. Back here on Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark, presented by the Texas Lottery from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. We talked about Anthony Cook's play earlier, it's, it's not always that commonplace for a guy to deliver a hit. Uh, coming on a blitz that hard, knock the ball loose, and then recover it as well. I mean, it's kind of tough with the momentum that's carrying him into it to dislodge the ball and then be able to get to the ball itself. I really wanted him to score. We only got a <laughs> field goal out of it, which yeah. was one of the things we needed to work on coming out of the game. You know, the three turnovers and only getting nine points. But uh, it is it is a tough task because, one, when you're free, you just want to still make sure you make contact because at any moment the quarterback could spin out. Two, you want to be able to deliver a good blow that hopefully could knock the ball loose. And then three, having the awareness to get up and then scoop it on your feet, not just jump on it and fall on it, but scoop it and try to extend the play uh, was was really fantastic play by him. Is it um, a fine line between who you want to attempt to scoop and score and who you'd rather just have fall on the ball? Is well, it as simple as saying Lyman versus DBs? I'm looking at these four guys over here. I'm trying to figure out which one of these guys could, 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 scoop, they scoop, could scoop up a fumble and score. Or are they better off just falling on it? One of them might be better off falling on it. But, <laughs> no, they, uh, <laughs> no, you know, quite frankly, I think it's an awareness thing. You know, we practice it. The ball is a, the number one thing in our program. Um, we practice that, yeah, you know, I, I, I think there's a feel to it, but just understanding the situation, how critical it is just to get the possession, but we see it on block kicks and you get that good bounce. I think having that ability to scoop and score sometimes is easier than jumping on a ball. It's a, actually a hard thing to do is to jump on top of a football because it starts shooting out yep. in different directions right. and things. So whether you hook slide and cradle it, whether you scoop it, those are actually easier ways to, to pick up a ball than it is to jump on top of it. Uh, we were talking about emotion early, and Gene with a question wants to know, uh, what type of encouragement or extra encouragement do you use to prepare the team for high-profile games? And I know you said the game has to be the game, the process has to be the process. Yeah, and that's something you know I touched on You know with, that I really valued from Coach Saban, quite frankly. He, uh, he did a great job of keeping it the same the routine was the routine the process was the process and uh, you wouldn't know who the opponent was on Saturday because it all looked the same because it was the same and that's something that we're striving for and continue to work at and I think our players have appreciated um, you know because when we prepare it's not about the opponent it's about us and if you get caught up in the distractions right 
that that's when you're now distracted away from what is the task that you need to be doing for the day to get yourself ready to go. And um, I think our guys are really getting it. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, yesterday, I know I've talked about weeks of practice. Yeah. Yesterday, in my opinion, was our best practice we've had all year. Best single day of best practice. Best single day of practice we've had all year. Now, it wasn't perfect, but the intent, the physicality, the energy, that was the best one of the year. Today, not not quite as good, but that was okay. I mean, we set the bar. We mm-hmm. reset the bar yesterday. Today was still good, um, but uh, for that practice to be that way, um, to me, is just another good sign of the progression of the program and, and the team and where we're headed. And that, that always isn't the case when you got heavy load days of Tuesday and Wednesday, getting them to deliver that kind of energy and emotion on the practice field, is it? I say it all the time. Tuesdays and Wednesdays in in our program are hard hat and lunch pail days. They are what they are. Um, We work. It's tough. It's physical. Um, You know, Monday's relatively light. Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday are grinder days. Thursday's a cleanup. Friday's a walkthrough, and we go play. So Tuesday and Wednesday are so critical to our performance on Saturday. I mean, we invest a lot in it as a staff. I know the players do too. They're tired by the end of it, believe me. Um, but that's what makes us, that's what shapes us for Saturday. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to take a look at the opponent, the Oklahoma Sooners coming up, and we'll uh, do that when we continue with Longhorn Weekly from here, Pluckers, the West Campus location, here in Austin with Coach Sark. Seen here on the Longhorn Network and heard across the state of Texas on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. Watch out! You got me! The galaxy is safe once again. In the pretend universe, kids play with pretend guns. In the real world, it's up to us to make sure they don't get their hands on a real gun. If you have a gun in the house, keep it locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> And now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Okay, forest animals. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Back here on Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from 
Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. Well, so uh, it is Red River Showdown week and getting ready for the Oklahoma Sooners. First and foremost, before we get to talking about some of the matchups and things like that, you've, you've had a lot of different people tell you about it. You've seen a lot of tape on it. Um, and, and you mentioned, you made a point to mention in the news conference on Monday how much you're looking forward to being a participant, so to speak, from the coaching perspective in this game. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think about, I mean, the extensive amount of great coaches and great players that have a chance to be part of this game. Um, you know, I, I always try to appreciate the opportunities I get, and I've been part of some pretty good rivalries. Uh, I think this one is might be the best of them all and probably will be after Saturday. Um, but the reality of it is, man, you think about 117th time these two schools have met in in the capacity in which they've met and what so many of those games have met not only for the the, the landscape of our own seasons but the landscape of college football um you just appreciate the opportunity and um you know these are these are why we work and why we do all the the the, the, the hard work in the morning and the study and the tape and staying up late and the players working and grinding away for these games and you, you want to make sure you put your best foot forward and um to do that i think you have to appreciate the moment because you don't want to you don't want it to go by and feel like oh man i, di- I didn't even know what you, you know i was so focused we need to be focused but you got to take it in a little bit you, you, you got to take it in and um, i think we'll be in that space as a football team i know you've been real impressed with what you've seen from what lincoln riley does with his offense i really have i mean lincoln's done it for quite some time now and um you know, one thing I admire about him is he definitely has a system, right? I mean, he, he has a system of what he's trying to do, um, but he but he tweaks that system year in and year out to the personnel that he has, um, whether it's the style of the quarterback, whether it's who's the runner behind the quarterback or next to the quarterback in his style, uh, whether it's the go-to receiver or the tight end or whatever that is. They, he's done a nice job of tweaking the system to the player uh, not forcing the players to play in that exact system. And that's something you, you've heard me well enough say that, that, that I've, I think we try to do. And so when you see somebody else do it, you, you, you appreciate it because I think that's the approach that they have. And he gets a lot out of Spencer Rattler. He really does. Spencer's a very efficient quarterback. I mean, 76 per, you know, completion percentage, 76%. And, and just his ability to throw the ball. He can throw it all over the field. He's athletic. Uh, he can extend plays with his legs. He can, you know, they call design quarterback runs. But, you know, he's definitely the guy that's uh, that's leading the charge for him amongst a really skilled athletic group on the perimeter with the wideouts, the runners, the tight ends. Yeah, and I guess with the running backs, they're, they're similar in what they, the way they're designed and what they are asked to do, aren't they, Eric Gray and Kennedy they, Brooks? They really are. They have about the same number of carries on the year. They average about the same yards per carry. They're built about the same. Um, so they're, they're fortunate in that way that it's not such a drastic change of the style of play call that they have, uh, but both very good players. Uh, on the defensive side, there was so much talk about that defensive front this season. How about your thoughts on what you see out of them? Well, it's, it's a real defensive front. I mean, I, it's, it's living up to the hype. Um, this is a talented group, very active. Um, you know, a couple good senior veterans on that front. Um, but they, the, the, the thing about it is they play their backups as much as they play the starters. So it's very deep group as well. Um, but it's active front. They move quite a bit. They, they penetrate. Uh, they do a nice job. Would it be safe to say that what you get out of your offensive line, that you like to quite often say this thing, uh, any game, 
can be won or lost in the trenches. Quite often is won or lost in the trenches. With what your offensive line has had to do to grow and get better, matching up against this defensive front is certainly going to be one of the crucial elements that turns this game. Oh, I think it's going to be one of the key components. You know, if it, we're talking about what it takes to win this game, I think controlling the line of scrimmage on offense is going to be is going to be critical, uh, as well as dealing with the movement, the stunts uh, in the run game and the pass game. All right. Uh, and then there was one other area we always talk about special teams. And, and, and uh, I know somebody asked you before, uh, you know, uh, what, what did you really like? In fact, it was Will Matthews asked you on our postgame show, what did you really like that maybe folks weren't talking about in the TCU game? And you said Cameron Dicker's game. And obviously special teams always seems to play a big part in this game. Yeah, you know, you know, we, we've invested a lot in special teams uh, from our coaches to our preparation to the practice time to the meeting time and we've said all along our special teams is going to win us a couple games this year and you know we're, we're blocking punts we're blocking kicks we're returning balls um i thought the other night outside of that first kickoff return they were lights out two big kickoff returns of our own um you know we, we, they forced the must muff punt we recover that dickers four for four on field goal then he, then he, the, after that first kickoff, kicks the rest of them either into the end zone or out of the end zone. So that's a huge component of our game that we value a lot and we think is, is going to be big for Saturday. This will be the last time this season we tell you about this, but we want you to come support the Longhorns on Texas OU weekend starting this Friday, the 8th, at the 33rd annual Get Teed Off at OU Golf Tournament to the Bash Before the Clash and the Tailgate at the Fairgrounds. Round up your Longhorn friends and don't miss out. Go to DallasTexasAxis.org for more information. We'll be back to wrap up this week's edition of Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark when we continue in a moment. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance wants you to hook them all season long and is giving away tickets to every Longhorns football home game this season. And one lucky fan will win a grand prize trip for two to the Longhorns Bowl game, including airfare, hotel, game tickets, and more. Register free at texasports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau for your chance to win a pair of tickets to an upcoming home game and be entered to win the grand prize. That's texasports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. Good luck from Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. As a jackpot hunter, I know that scratching sound could lead us to a jackpot. Today I'm following the jackpot scratch tickets from the Texas Lottery. They have top prizes from $5,000 up to $1 million that you could win in an instant just by scratching. And you don't need to hunt for yours. Just visit your nearest retailer today. Well, that's a lot easier. For detailed game odds and information, visit TexasLottery.com or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket. Play responsibly. time since you had a good time here's what you gotta do get to winstar there's 500 of your favorite games in a spacious new plaza plus new york and rio now offer 1300 non-smoking games head to the winstar golf club and academy with two championship 18-hole courses and remember the 19th hole at winstar is the biggest casino in the world First down 
Playoff play action. Over the middle. Pass caught. There goes Whittington. Say goodnight to it. Jordan Whittington. Touchdown, Texas. Slant over the middle. And Jordan Whittington finished the job. A 32-yard touchdown. Well, how big are those two plays? Bijan Robinson, the first down. And then Casey Thompson, the dart to Whittington for the score. Big plays indeed as we head down the home stretch of this edition of Longhorn Weekly. This game has, has been known for big plays. And you've got guys that that uh, that are certainly capable of delivering those kinds of moments, like Jordan's 37-yard catch as well as that 32-yard touchdown. Yeah, Jordan has uh, been steady Eddie Force, you know, since week one. And uh, he's performing at a high level. Uh, I know he appreciates being healthy and staying healthy uh, and having a significant role. Um, obviously, we've got some other playmakers, the Xavier Worthies, the Josh Moores, that are going to be needed in this game to complement Jordan, to complement Bijan, uh, and then the auxiliary plays of Roshan and Keelan. So all those guys, kind of our skill players, uh, those guys are going to have a, a significant role come Saturday. You uh, had said uh, certainly you want your guys to kind of take in the moment a little bit and kind of understand it and soak it up a little bit. How about for you, too? I mean, you walk it out there and you see half the stadium in crimson red and half of it in burnt orange and split right down the middle and all those kinds of things that go with this game. Well, you know, one thing about me, you know, I don't every time we show up to any game, I go walk the field for that very reason that I appreciate the opportunities that I get. You know, I get to be the head football coach at the University of Texas. It's an amazing honor. I do not take it lightly. And every Saturday, I definitely appreciate it. I make sure our players do too. Um, and this weekend will be no different. I'm going to take this thing in. But, you know, when this ball gets kicked off, we're, we got to be ready to play. We'll look forward to it. We hope to see you at the Cotton Bowl at the State Fair of Texas as well. This Saturday morning, the Texas Longhorns and the Oklahoma Sooners, the 117th edition of the AT&T Red River Rivalry. We'll start off the Red River Showdown at 10 a.m. on the network with a pregame and the kickoff at 11. For Coach Sark, I'm Craig Way. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week here at Pluckers on Longhorn Weekly. Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark has been brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Windstar World Casino and Resort, it's always a good time. Rico Technology, empowering Texas athletics to focus on forward. Rico, imagine change. The University Co-op, get ready for game day and support student success at UT Austin by shopping at the Co-op. Texas Lottery, Longhorn fans, play the Texas Lottery today. The Texas Lottery. Lottery proudly supports Texas education and veterans. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Longhorn Radio Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate.
Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 